Everything's open. Everything's ready to go. We're chewing on popcorn. It's all good. Wait, can you hear me chewing popcorn? Um, lightly. Well, the good Not thing about really these mics there. is we can just do like the um, the chocolate rain. Remember when he was like, goes away from the mic, oh, yeah. breathe in, <laughs> and then come back. All right, Danny, you want to start us off? All right. <clears throat> in a world where three friends sit at a table and talk about nerd stuff, you have entered the nerd dimension. <laughs> Intricate and complex. Really? Now it's got music. You say it, Alexa sings, and I don't know. Um, they oh. can't see me when I'm dancing. Yeah. <laughs> He's dancing. You know how it is. In his seat. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add in the family at the end. At the end? Yeah. Just an extra? Just a little extra. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always cut it out. That's the one thing that you guys don't know. I always cut out her singing, so it's like I'm going to add it this time so you know what's going on right after I say it. See, that, that's the benefit of listening to our podcast. All the other podcasts are all like fleshed out and professional and we're like literally building it as we go. Yeah, that's our secret. Secret. We have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Like when we're really famous, we can always look back at this and go, remember when we started our podcast and we had to do our own music with our mouths? <laughs> <laughs> we, we couldn't even play. Body it. instruments. <laughs> Slapping our knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we laugh at our own jokes. Babies crying and cats meowing in the background. Yeah. So unprofessional. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are recording from the uh, the house. So, but it's always good to see you guys. It's like uh, it always feels like friends coming over, and you know, you know, you have those discussions, and you're like, "Oh, I wish we recorded that. That was so good." Yeah. And that's what we do every week. So I'm just I'm just glad to be a part of that. It's awesome. Is that what happens like with families who are like, you know, they or something that was hilarious is always happening. And they're like, why was no one recording that? We could have made a bunch of money on America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. Or we could be the Red Table Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, tell me about all the terrible things you've done this week. <laughs> You better not have any entanglements. <laughs> the bombshell right there. <laughs> Getting entangled with this popcorn over here. <laughs> Sorry if you hear it. So unprofessional. <laughs> you hear us chewing popcorn, guys. Yep, we eat during our podcast. That's what we do. There's no time to do it anytime else. All right, Dead Boy Detectives for television. Dead Boy Detectives comic book. Turned into a TV show for HBO Max. HBO Max, which I mean, it's appropriate because Dead Boy Detectives is a Vertigo comic, which is I don't know if it I don't know if Vertigo is still around. I don't know. Vertigo is where uh, Neil Gaiman had his Sandman comics, mm -hmm. and uh, Dead Boy Detectives I think is also one of his creations. Or mm -hmm. also him. We talked a little bit about his spinoff of uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Which was one of the first HBO straight to streaming series. Yep. 
And Dead Boy Detectives is about what? Uh, it's about two boys who have died, and instead of going into the afterlife, they decide to so- um, become detectives and solve uh, mysteries and s- murders, crimes involving supernatural. So it's gonna, it sounds cheating. like it's going to be a good spooky time. It's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheating. So I wonder, like, do they talk to ghosts in yeah in the comic? Yeah, but uh, so it's like, can't they just go up to the person's ghost and be like, "Who killed exactly. you?" It's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> it's cheating. It's too op, guys. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, it was an interesting comic book. Um, I don't think it lasted very long, just because um, you know it's not the most. I mean, when it comes to comics, everyone wants their superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. But Dead Boy Detective is pretty good. I didn't know I it ended already. Didn't read every issue, but I remember buying... I, I have all of them. Mm. So when you told me the news, I was like, yeah, it's going to be worth something someday. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see who they cast and what the news is about. Um, and it, depending on the angle that they take, because Vertigo was sort of the DC imprint for like their mature titles, so there's you know, cussing and violence and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things, as opposed to your normal DC fare, which is more for, you know, everyone, family-friendly stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see this in action, because usually when you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, how do you mix that up with all of the things? You know, because yeah. I'm thinking about the average person watching the show and thinking, oh, it's about two boys. And it's like it's like all the families who went to go see Deadpool and they didn't yeah. know it was rated R. They were <laughs> like, oh, it's a superhero movie. I just... Dis- well, I mean, there's a rating on the film. There you actually... Known. Or was it... What was it? Sausage Party or something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh. That, that cartoon. All the parents who got <laughs> ruined by that Oof. movie. Um, <laughs> they actually did cast two actors to play the boys oh, already. Nice. Um, for, at least for... Doom Patrol, I would assume they would keep the same two boys. Oh, so they're just spinning it off from the TV show then? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, they're going to be in Doom Patrol first, and then oh, segue. Okay. it's going to okay. segue into their show. So they're following the comic in a bit. That's cool. Um, HBO Discovery, we talked about this on a past podcast, but there was news that they are looking at kind of revamping or maybe rebooting the whole DCEU just because, I mean, it's been a mess. Yeah. Uh, DC, DC's plan originally was to do the multiverse before Marvel was even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Right. But they just couldn't get it done right. And DC ran with it, brought in Thanos, and now we've got three Spider-Man, Spider-Men in one movie. And so DC's kind of dropped the ball on that because in the comic books, DC was the place to go for the multiverse. And now Marvel's kind of made it their own so mm-hmm. i'm hoping with this merger shows like dead boy detectives will get a lot more marketing i'm, I'm hoping first of all it's good and the second of all more people will be interested in watching it because peacemakers for a time it was the number one tv show in the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we've talked about that before all right exploding kittens yeah what <laughs> what a card game is now a TV show? Yeah. It's going to be an animated show and a mobile game 
Whose um, fault is this? <laughs> Netflix? Netflix. I blame Netflix. <laughs> is that are we at that point now where Netflix they're just drunk on power? <laughs> <laughs> they can make they anything make, and everything a show. Are they gonna make your popcorn into a TV show? What is this? <laughs> Strawberries and cream popcorn, the show. <laughs> Coming soon to Netflix. I mean, there's a reason why when shows get canceled off like network different networks they go to netflix first and they're like please please all powerful beings save our show (laughs) (laughs) they're just yeah they're just they're too powerful we we might have to take them down (laughs) i don't know (laughs) the next war isn't against the machines it's against netflix yeah churning all these random ips into tv shows yeah i don't even know what an exploding kittens tv show would look like what does that look like? Cats just spontaneously combusting. <laughs> or maybe hey, cats but... trying not to combust? Furry potato cat. It's like... Have you played the game? Yeah. yeah, we have it. What's the game about? Good question. <laughs> it's a card game, and um, you have all these different like kittens, and uh, you... Basically, what is it? You, f- you just pull a card. You, you pull cards from a deck, and then you... So you put down matches, right? And then there's like a, there's a safe, there's a cat that keeps you safe um, in case you pull the exploding kitten. If you pull an exploding kitten and you don't have that safe card, then you explode and you're out of the game. So you want to be the last man standing. Why does that sound so dangerous? I don't know. It, but it's pretty fun. Like when you get down to the final two and there's like three cards left and you're like one of these three cards in this deck is going to explode. <laughs> oh, so it's just you're just it's it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those games where the tension just keeps building and building and building. Yeah, and like, and, let, and like there's like see the future kitten so like if you have a see the future card you can literally look at like the top two cards and like that's you can, cheating. And then there's like a shuffle one a where you can boy like, detective. <laughs> you can shuffle the cards. Um, there's a bunch of different ones to, you know, kind of give you an advantage or at least try to save you from the inevitable. So it's like like a party game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically whoever survives the longest, you know, with um, without getting an exploding kitten. So now can it, you can you rig the deck so that you yes. can make someone explode? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. So basically you can when you explode and you have a diffuse, you get to put it back in the deck and you can just put it so you just hide it and you can either put it for the next person or you can go two or just count. Okay. So or you can put it like it's literally the next card if you want. And then just pick it up, it's like, dude, seriously. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the whole point of the game is to kill all your friends with exploding kittens. With a grenade cat. Yes. Cat grenade. Yep. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know how you make that into a TV show. I mean, they made a game. They made a movie out of Battleship. They also made a movie out of Angry Birds. So, yeah. Did anyone see the Angry Birds movie? I didn't even know it no. existed. I didn't either. I uh, will see. Yeah. We will see, or maybe we won't. <laughs> yeah. We'll look at the trailers first. Uh, proud, proud, proud family season two. Yay! I actually watched the show. Did I, you watch the? Inter- I watched the first episode of the season, and it was very. To me, it was very different than the original. What uh, is that accurate? Yeah, they kind of, there was kind of a little bit of breaking the third wall. There was a lot of fourth energy. Wall? Fourth wall. The wall. 
the wall. They Between broke... viewer and cartoon. Yeah, because the cartoons were like, something weird just happened. We're older all of a sudden. <laughs> it was kind of funny. They were poking fun at themselves, but right. they're like... Like they were in on the joke or... Yeah. Like, it's kind of like with uh, when Fresh Prince replaced Aunt Viv and yeah. Will says, oh, you look different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, like... Then there's a lot of callbacks to the original show. Um, like, whether they remember when you did this, and they'll like the show actual clip from the previous, oh, wow. like, so they're self referencing, yeah. And um, it's funny because there's such it reminded me how random the Proud family was sometimes. Al Roker guest starred on an episode and he was a villain, like, Al Roker as a villain, and he's the nicest guy ever. He came back in this season as a villain and she's like you screwed me over last time oh wow. <laughs> it's like i totally forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're keeping the fun in yeah that's good that's good they're not just ignoring everything completely they're they're maintaining progress moon Knight episode three i have thoughts on this one we got to see a lot more of mark yeah the 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 Tables were turned. It was Mark as the dominant. Is that the right word? Dominant. Other. Other. <laughs> while Stephen was. He was kind of off to the side. Off like, to the side trying to get control back. Because like when we did. When Stephen did get control. We didn't really see a whole lot of it. Yeah. It was like Mark was blacking out. But then it was interesting because there was this part where he was like. Steven, what did you do? And he's like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, is there a third? Right. Is there another one? Or did Steven just get into more trouble in a different way? And so he's saying, oh, it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. But that was interesting that they brought that up because it kind of changes the dynamics. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I didn't really like this episode and it kind of suffered from... With, with with Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon and, Winter, and the Winter Soldier, there was an episode where they travel... Uh, to Asia, mm -hmm. and I just felt like the shows just started losing focus because mm -hmm. it was it didn't feel right, and and I felt like with this one, and maybe this is just me. They go to they go to Egypt, which is how the second episode ends. He opens the window, and they're obviously yeah. in Egypt. And third episode just felt like okay. They start with the fight on the rooftop, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> they have that meeting with the gods. Mm -hmm. And the gods obviously are like, we don't care, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're you're bringing up. I I don't know. I, I I don't like it when they do this in movies where one person wants to stop the world from being destroyed, and they take it to the people who can actually do something about it, and the people who can do something about it who have obviously seen terrible things happen and have fought against other beings and forces who have tried to take over the world are like suddenly. We have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. How could any of that happen? <laughs> it's yeah. so frustrating. What do you it mean? It was super frustrating watching it. Like, they're like, oh, we're going to have this whole council and bring him in. And then it's like, did you do this? No, I don't know what you're talking about. See? He doesn't know what, he's, he doesn't know what you're talking about. He's innocent. It's all good. And that was it. Yeah. And they're like, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I you wait, waste our time. wait, what? Like, I mean, that's the fastest. <laughs> okay. When, when I try to run meetings, it takes forever. We got to doodle it. We got to schedule. <laughs> we got to make sure everyone's good to go. And then we still start late. I don't know. He kind of, they do that moon thing and 
all of a sudden all the portals open and everyone has time to just meet. Yeah. But then it kind of made sense like at the very end because you find out that the head honcho is like working for him or with him. Mm. And so I was like, okay, so maybe he's was he convinced them to let it slide or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this this god is like working with him. Okay. Twist. But uh, <laughs> I I don't I, I feel like it's lazy. Well, uh, the other thing that bugged me was you know, uh, we don't we don't know where the body is, but I think this is where you can find it, and they find it immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. It's really weird. There's some stuff that they just kind of like they're like really like brushing past it, and you're like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 but what? Why? Why? But and and I think that happened with Captain Falcon Winter Soldier, where they they have this semblance of you know this is the impossible thing that you must do in order to progress the story, mm-hmm. and you know if there were commercials, they probably have a commercial break at that point, and then you come back from commercials and everything is already solved, <laughs> right? And yeah. they're, they're going to the body because this random guy that they know who's a friend of a friend of a friend is like, oh, yeah, I have it. I've always had it. No one asked me about it, but you did. And I got it. Yeah. It, so come it's see just it. like, you I don't know, know if it, it yeah. just seems like the writers like keep writing themselves into a corner and they're like, how do we? And so they just like, uh, let's just make it do this and this and this. And yeah. then. That'll solve our problem. And they, it just works. And everything, everyone's awesome. Yeah. That's frustrating. I don't like it. I don't like it. I was like, she just so happens to have this rich friend who they, they, they're buddies, I guess. And she just shows up and is like, hey, can we look at your little mummy that you got? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, wait, what are you doing? Why are you solving a puzzle on it? I'm going to shoot you. Pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like forced drama, right? Yeah. We, we, we've we got to... These are things like when I look at it, it, it feels like they didn't... How do I how, how do I even explain this? Like when I write a story, and sometimes you write and you write and you write and you feel good about it, and then you read it again and you, you think, um, like I like it because it's progressing me to a story, the part of the story where things are going to happen because as a writer you know the beginning the middle and the end but the audience doesn't and they might get bored because if you're writing an action story and there's no action yeah then um you know you've kind of lied to them right Mm -hmm. read my action story that has no action Mm. and so it it almost feels like someone said hey that there needs to be a fight so what if we had the guy get really angry at them for this reason and it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel like what was the reason i i I think ultimately he's also entertaining offers from conchu's former avatar right oh 
Because he just suddenly comes in. And it's always perfect timing, too, right? <laughs> always just walks in, just waltz in, and it's like, hey, yeah. you guys are here. <laughs> it's never like I missed you by an hour or two days. It's always like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. How is it that we both found the impossible body, you know? <laughs> you were here. Were you here? Let's call a meeting. <laughs> I just, I would just be like, Conchu, a, a little help here. You literally turned the sky back, like yeah, a hundred years or something. And so he has these amazing powers, yet he's also keep a lookout, man. <laughs> it's, it feels like it's fighting against itself in a way, um, counterintuitively. But I don't know. It's still, it was still a solid episode. Mm-hmm. Um. The person who was playing the guy who had the body, I think mm-hmm. his name is Gaspar Ulio. He passed away during uh, in a ski accident. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, the, it was in the news. So my my wife, she was she was reading up because she likes to Wikipedia the actors if she sees them because she's like, oh, maybe I've seen them before. Um, she's more into movies now because of me. Um, so she likes to catch up on all like the pop culture stuff and see what else they've been in. So she Wikipedia'd him and, and she was like, oh, this guy passed away. And I was like, wow, I think I remember he- reading about that. And I I forgot about it until now. But, you know, that, that kind of made me sad because it seemed like he was going to have a bigger, yeah, you know, story arc. That's cut short. So that was kind of sad. But. We'll see what happens in episode four. Maybe he did film some flashback scenes or something. Yeah. All right. Video games. Play date console. A weird little thing. What does it do? Um, or what is it supposed to do? Well, <laughs> it's called the play date because the games come out on a schedule. Like. So you purchase, um, when you get the play date, like it comes with season one. And so it comes out with like, you know, different games, but like you can only play like one at a time, like as they release, they're slowly releasing the games over a period of time. I think it's like three months. It's weird. That is weird. It's really weird. That's kind of like a, a new take on video games. Yeah. Yeah. But the graphic, like, it's really tiny. It's, like, the size of a post-it note. And the graphics remind me of, like, a Game Boy. Like, like the original the, Game the Boy. The original. Like, the sprites are better, but it's still black and white. And it's, like, you know, where you... It's almost so dark that you have to, like, hold it to the light. You can't play at night or anything. Like, there's, like, no backlighting, really. And how much is this thing? A hun- Like, I think it's $178. That's too much. Yeah, it's yeah. Pr- that's pricey. I was like, for that much, I'll just play an OG Game Boy. Yeah, or or switch. How much are switches? Mm, are they still three like, hundred? Yeah, it's about three hundred. But with a switch, you can do so much more, right? Yeah, yeah. just get a switch light. Oh, there you go. Even cheaper. Yeah, just I don't I don't know. We've when I was a kid, I, I always wondered why we only had Sega or Nintendo or Sega or play or Nintendo and PlayStation and a little bit of Sega with the Dreamcast until that died. And now we only have well we still have Nintendo, but we have PlayStation and Xbox and we don't really compare Switch to the other two cuz yeah. Xbox and PS are focused on next gen and mm-hmm. Nintendo's more about innovation, which is great cuz they're doing something different. But 
I mean, we've seen a lot of consoles come out in the past 10 years that have just completely failed. Mm-hmm. Right? We had the Google uh, video game. Uh, oh, the Stadia? The sta- we had, oh, we had Stadia. the Stadia, which was NVIDIA. We had the Google. I think Apple Apple tried video gaming for a little bit, I think. Uh, there was uh, the Kickstarter. Uh, what was it called? The OVO? Oh. Do you remember that? I they think were I supposed did. to. Yeah, I think I remember that thing. You, you get to play the games with demos, and if you want to keep it, you download and play it forever. Yeah, I think I remember It's supposed that. to make gaming really accessible, but the thing was not, from what I read and heard, it, it was just not good. It just didn't work. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. It makes me think. It, it it's harder for me to trust anything that comes out because everything just kind of I gu- I guess video gaming creating a video game console is hard. It's yeah. it's difficult. I love the Dreamcast, but it just didn't it didn't catch on because of the competition, but I don't know if I've loved anything else that I don't know if the Stadia was even worth picking up. I don't think so. Yeah. The Steam Deck is doing well. Coming out. Steam like so far people really like the Steam Deck. Yeah, it's rolling out slowly. It hasn't it's not out there for everyone. You had to pre order and they're I think they're doing the pre order releases throughout the year. Yeah, in waves. So I don't know if the people getting it at the end of the year are gonna get a better machine than the people mm. at the beginning. Probably. I think there was some drift issues with like the first right. Or it it, it or almost two. seems like Steam Deck players are beta testing the system. That's mm-hmm. why they come out in waves. <laughs> Which I think is fine as long as Steam is taking care of their customers. Yeah, I think right? they're fixing them. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I was talking to some friends and they're thinking about buying a PS5 and we're you know, discussing whether you can, if you, if you could even buy one at this point. Because we've talked about it. You know, mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not in the stores. It doesn't exist. Um, so I don't know if this... I don't know if this is innovative enough. Like it, it doesn't sound to me like something I'm interested in. Yeah, I in. think it's more innovative for developers because they said anyone can develop a game and put it on their like their software yeah. like immediately. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like a weekly thing because I guess what they were saying too is like once a week you're gonna get something via Wi-Fi and it's just gonna automatically kind of just be on your console. But Apple did that with U2 music, right? Yeah. U2's the biggest band in the world <laughs> and everyone got the free album and I've <laughs> never thought anyone would be upset about free, but people literally were asking Apple find us a way to get rid of this music. I don't want this free stuff. I remember when that happened and I thought, "What? I was like, when did I download this? Like yeah. I like U2, but I didn't I was like, "Huh?" I was so confused at like how it ended up on my iPod. I was like, "Wait, what?" But there's, there's one innovation on the play date that's kind of interesting, though. I thought at first, it, it might be, I'll have to look into it more, so I might be corrected on it, but there's literally a crank on the side. Wait, wait, what? There's a crank on there's the side. There's a si- little crank on the side. Well, you can use it to play the game, so like you can move forward and backward with the crank. <laughs> like, like, like a fishing reel? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> so does, mean, this, does this fit into your pocket? Yes. But I'm wondering if it like it has a USB C, of course. But I'm like, can you charge it with it if it's dying? Yeah, that's what I was. I was that's uh, what I, when you first said that, I was thinking the the flashlights with the crank where yeah. if it's running low on battery, I, you just that, that's start f- turning it as fast as possible so you don't get stuck in the dark. I need to look into that, but it does have a crank. I didn't get to look far into because when they in the actual like 
um, commercial for it, they didn't mention charging. They just said, here, you can move your character back and forth with a crank. I was like, that's kind of weird. So they're changing up the control scheme. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like they just put that there to make it look really quirky and interesting. Okay. I mean, if it works, it works. If it's worth buying, I'd like to think people will come around to it, but I I don't know. I can't see myself getting it when I already have a a Switch, and I just, I can't see myself buying it. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Coachella, music. Coachella just happened. Who? Who goes to Coachella other than celebrities? I mean, I can't because I got work. (laughs) I mean, I don't have work right now and I still didn't go. It's too expensive. It's expensive and I feel like you need to be young. Because you're out in the desert Mm -hmm. fighting for survival. (laughs) Like, just to listen to music, it's it's, it's a three day thing. You're camping out. It's it's pretty rough because we did Outside Lands, and you know that was what five yeah. years ago. For those who don't know, Outside Lands is like a big music festival in San Francisco. Yeah, it's pretty yuppie. <laughs> but as far it, as music festivals go, yeah, probably. But we like we enjoyed it, but again, it's like by the third day, you're like roasted. You're just like. You know, and it was cold. Are you alive? Are you dead? It's like Comic-Con. Yeah. But maybe rougher because you're just like in a park outside. <laughs> and standing for hours at a time in between, you know, thousands of people hot and just, you know, squished. So There's guess, no fire marshal yeah. there. It's like yeah. Hall H, but no bathroom breaks. Oh, no. Because if you, you're in, you know, a big sea of people. So if you leave to go to the bathroom, you ain't coming back. you're not getting your spot back. Yeah. So... And, and, and I think that's, I, I, I've been to those outside concerts before, and when I was younger, I, I was fine with it. But the older I get, I get impatient. Mm-hmm. Well, why is the band starting? Let's go. Come on. <laughs> get up on stage so I can go home. Right. You know, I, can yeah. get, I can leave so I can get in my car and not be stuck in the parking lot for three hours trying uh, to, I know. you know, this is going to come to my sleep. Um I, I mean, I when Coachella first started, I wanted to go, but it I, I couldn't get time in my schedule to do it. And now, if I want to do anything, it has to either coincide with winter or spring or summer mm-hmm. break. Mm-hmm. So this being in April, which is one of the busier school months for high schools because we have testing and all this. I mean, seniors got to graduate, right? I would have to basically turn my backs on all my kids to go and, Suffer for music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's but yeah, being in de- yeah, because when we went, it was cold, right? Here it's hot, like hot. It's like hot. hot. Would you rather be hot or cold? Cold, hundred percent. You'd rather be cold. I'd rather be hot. I would rather be hot. I get cold really easily. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm like miserable when I'm cold. Yeah, me too. Like I feel I like would... when you're cold. Well, I'm well when I'm cold. I don't like to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm hot, I also don't like to move, <laughs> but I can. Whereas when you're cold, y- you got to move mm-hmm. or you'll die. Yeah. We went snowboarding. It was my first time ever snowboarding. And I went down the slope once and I was done. Granted, it took me like an hour and a half to get down that slope. But I was like, I'm cold and I'm wet and I'm done. That was my fault because we went. it was the first time, but they didn't have any kiddie slopes. 
I thought there was going to have a oh, K slope, no. but we went up. It was just like a slope. You know, I was like, it wasn't that crazy, but it was her first time. I was like, oh. Yeah. So I couldn't you got to go down the bunny slope I maybe a couple even times. I get up on my own. Yeah. Like she got oh, up nice. and everything. And then it was funny because I had her, I taught her how to ride, but then I forgot. I didn't teach her how to stop. <laughs> so, so yeah. she, I was like, I was like, oh my God, stop. And so she just had to like kind of. <laughs> I was like, how? And so I just like fell over. Yeah. Just plop. Yeah. So. And then you're, you're just covered in snow and. Yeah, just like, wet and cold. Watching the the little SpongeBob SquarePants ski class go by. This is in Japan, by the way. I, oh. I, I have to add that little four year olds. Okay, like, they're flying okay. past you. <laughs> Whenever I went skiing, and I'd see those little kids just do the little they they'd ski by you, and the instructor would be like, "Do your pizza, do your pizza." Oh yeah, and I'm like, "No one ever taught me how to do a pizza." <laughs> Now I'm hungry. I'd be having more fun <laughs> if I knew how to do a pizza. Oh, I think I'm going to go in and get a pizza. Look what time it is. Oh. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it's time for Lexi's K-Pop Corner. Yay. And BTS. Today, yeah. We ha- today, we're not only talking about BTS today, but they are, as usual, the main focus. Um, <laughs> so uh, big news. They We found out that BTS, I guess we'll find out at the end of April... But we're gonna find out if they only have to serve four weeks in the military. Yeah, we we talked about this on I think the last podcast mm-hmm. about the status of BTS because they're all coming up on their mandatory military service. And what do you know? The next day, Korean government goes, "Hey, we don't want to take you away from the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good things out there. You've already <laughs> served our country." So with, we'll th- with your dancing and singing. <laughs> so we'll throw you a bone. It, it makes me it makes me wonder if, because athlete, if you win a gold medal, you're exempt from the military service. If you win the World Baseball Classic, you're exempt from military status. Had they won the Grammy Award, <laughs> would they have been exempt immediately from military service? I mean, I, that's a big deal. I think they would have. I think they would have considered it if they had won the Grammy. There is no precedent for it, but I think they would have considered it. Yeah. If they're only getting, pro- if they're possibly only getting four weeks for. I mean, four, the, the trade-off is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, four I mean, weeks. Four weeks is better than two years. That's yeah. like barely any basic training. I mean, what are they going to do in four weeks? Learn how to make their beds. <laughs> I guess. Learn how to make their beds and I put mean, on their uniforms. run. A mile, get yelled at for a bit, and then it's just I mean, enough time to regrow their beautiful hair that they're gonna have to shave. Will they have to shave? I mean, it's only four weeks. <laughs> what are you gonna do in four weeks? I feel like they would have to shave their head, though. Okay, day one, they shave their heads, they get their fatigues, they get assigned their bunk beds, they go to sleep. Day two, <laughs> they wake up. Eat their army rations. I don't, or go to the mess hall and eat breakfast. They run, they eat lunch. They learn how to tie their boots. Day three, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, right? I mean, yeah. two years, you learn what you got to do and you serve. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to belittle the experience because, like, you know, they're they're literally learning how to defend their country. Yeah. So what do you learn in four weeks? I mean, if it was that easy. It makes me wonder why you need two years. 
Well, I think also, too, is that because um, it's four weeks of training, like you said, there's only so much you can learn. But I think the other part of it is also serving the country, you know, doing other stuff, you know. So I think, you know, I think the thought process is that they still need, you know, they need to do training so they can learn how to protect the country. But also they have served the country by, you know, making money. Yeah. So I think it's just be exempt. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. I, or or a year, like it makes sense if it's a year, because it's or like okay, this is them being months. exempt without saying they're exempt. Yeah, it's but like okay, we'll make them serve at least a month so people won't get upset that they didn't do nothing. I don't know. I wonder if this is going to increase people wanting to look at being an en- entertainer, hoping it gets them out of military service. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting precedent. Um. And I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Also, um, they just finished their last concert in Las Vegas. And at the end, you know, the boys had already left the stage, but you could still see them behind the screen. And on the screen, they showed that they were ha- their comeback date is uh, June 10th. So, of, this, of course, it's only in like two months. Yeah. yeah. They're like, prepare, back. prepare your wallets. We're coming out of retirement in two months. We haven't even gone into retirement. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So when are they going to serve the four weeks? Now? Mm, I doubt that. Probably at the end of the year. So they're going to do a comeback. Comeback, tour. Comeback. They're going to, pr- yeah, probably comeback, tour, and then military service. Okay. That's, that's I mean, my I'm happy thought. for them. I'm happy that they... They get to keep doing what they they love doing. I mean, they're good at it, you know. Um, yeah, and then two twenty one, um, they yeah. reu- they reunited at Coachella f- first time in six years. And and I like twenty one. When I was in Korea working, I bought their album. It was all over the place. I mean, they had a lot of good songs. So I was surprised that that they broke up. Mm-hmm. They were like the Blackpink before Blackpink. Yeah, and that. Was there a reason for their breakup? Did they just mm. want to go solo or I, were there drama issues? I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't really into to anyone. But I don't know. I th- I think it's just the typical, you know, they're getting older and you know, I know CL's been doing her own solo stuff. Okay. Well, it's good to see them back together. Yeah. Maybe it'll stir them stir them into doing their own comeback. And last bit of K-pop news. Um, BTS's agency, well, they're they're having they're releasing their first girl group ever. They used to have one like for like a hot second, but that was a whole mess. I won't go into it, but you should w- go into it. What <laughs> happened? Because <laughs> oh, you just dear. said this is their first girl group, but they already had a girl group. The <laughs> but but okay, what? so years ago there was glam. And Glam, I think it was four or five girls. And one of them was, she claimed she was in a relationship with someone who worked at the company. And so then there was blackmail. And so then they were like, okay, this is ending right now. We're disbanding you. They, I think they had like one song. Um, and that was the end of that. And they haven't had a girl group since. So this is their first girl group. They're debuting on the twentieth, so in two like two days. It can only be better. Yeah, it only goes up from there. Yeah, they have girls who um, they actually like snag some girls who were already debuted like previously with 
um, other successful groups. So. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a not not an Avengers team. What's a what's the B C list Avengers? <coughs> Guardians of the Guardians of the K pop. Guardians of the girl groups. So let's see if let's see how that goes. Yeah, let's see how it goes. The protectors of the solar system. <laughs> 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 All right, movie news. Uh this popped up today. Thor Love and Thunder trailer. What'd you guys think? Interesting. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, it felt more like a teaser than a trailer. Yeah, definitely. Because it didn't give, I mean, it showed a lot, but it didn't, I feel like it didn't give away too much. It didn't give away the story. We didn't see the, we still haven't seen the villain. Well, yeah, we only saw Natalie Portman for like a second. At the very end. That was kind of the, <gasps> before that, it, it was sort of, it, it felt strange as a Marvel the, uh, trailer because it just showed Thor working out. Yeah, it, it was just Thor, like, not wanting to be an Avenger anymore. Yeah. And then cut to Natalie Portman getting Mjolnir, which has somehow been reassembled, like, as if it's been glued back together. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it just leaves you with a lot of questions, like, wait, how is she? Why is she? Hmm. Yeah. And I guess you know if you read the comics. If you read the comic book, yeah. So I'm I'm wondering how that's going to go. I mean, we've already known that it that's the mm-hmm. way it was going to be. But it the trailer gives you a lot of different scenes, so it feels like it's really packed. It it looks like a dense film. Oh yeah. We've got um like of course Natalie Portman, but then the Guardians of the Galaxy are Guardians there. Guardians of the Galaxy, th- th- he's riding with them. Uh Valkyrie is she was in a suit. She is all father now. All, she all father? All mother. All mother. But she's she's like in all charge part. of that town, but then they made her seem like she could be working in a bigger capacity. Yeah. All person. I we'll don't see. Know. Yeah, we'll see about that. And then Thor is trying to figure out whether he wants to keep being a yeah man of action versus a man of love. Uh, I do think there's know, a love interest in there somewhere. Do we know if this is Chris Hemsworth's last movie Con- contractually? I don't know. Um, it's very possible it, it is. I can't remember if he signed on to do more. Yeah, maybe we need to do a segment next week on... Who's up for a contract? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing everyone getting sort of... We're seeing the new generation of Marvel heroes come in and the uh, the originals are all... I mean, Tom Holland's done. Mm-hmm. For all, you know, as far as we know. Robert Downey, Chris Evans, all those guys are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one more Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And mm-hmm. I think after that, that team's gone. Yeah. So, Yeah. It's going to be a very different Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be like year. held up by what Doctor Strange and Wanda. Yeah. We'll see what happens on that day when everyone's gone. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. But I, I think in a few more years they'll have that multiverse movie where they bring everyone back. Yeah. <laughs> And that's going to be the $5 billion movie. Because in <laughs> one of those multiverses, 
They're all alive. Like Tony Stark's got to be alive somewhere, right? Yeah. Or unless did didn't Stephen Strange say though that the, that was the only scenario where he was still alive? Mm. Like, well, where they defeat Thanos. Yeah, but then after that, there's an infinite amount of multiverses after the fact, right? Oh, because it splinters off from yeah. So I mean, we'll talk about the multiverse <laughs> late in, in a bit with with the review for a movie we just watched. The, this next news. <laughs> Jason Momoa is uh, in talks for Minecraft. Is a it live action? Is, is this because the dude is huge? Like because he kind of looks like he's made out of here's blocks. A, he, here's a here's a problem. Why didn't they ask the Rock? That would be like the perfect person. The what Rock if in Minecraft? What if Jason Momoa has to mine the <laughs> Rock? <laughs> In order to become Jason Momoa. <laughs> Just chiseling parts like, right? okay, here's my chest. Like, we don't need the rock. What does... Okay, and the I'm going to ask this... The world. I'm going to ask this question again. What does a Minecraft movie look like? It's like the Exploding Kids movie. <laughs> Play date? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't... It, it's weird that we're in an age now where we can have lifelike graphics and CG. Uh, like, technology has gone so far, but... Minecraft is what eight bit. Yes, <laughs> date and is whatever. Daniel has tried so many times to get me into Minecraft, and I'm like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Electronic Legos, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen crazy. I've seen people and kids build crazy things in Minecraft. I've oh, seen yeah. people replicas recreated of, Westeros. Yeah, you can do or uh, or computers. Some yeah, I built like a basic computer with you know binary circuits. I'm like, wow, how did how did that like what you know like some guy made a video game where you can literally build a computer inside of the video game and use it for circuits and one guy built an amusement park where the roller coat he's got switch i mean it's great i mean i i can't get into it because i need something more i need narrative right yeah. i don't know if minecraft has narrative i feel like you could just build forever there's Things that can kill you. Yeah, there's like a survival mode. So they're in creative, but there's like a survival mode where you just kind of try to live. The little zombie things chasing after you, right? Yeah, and the creepers and, you know, you're just trying to mine for, you know, um, diamonds and stuff. And you then you go to the end and blah, blah. What happens but at the end? You have to defeat a dragon and stuff. And you get the dragon's head. And get the, yeah. But yeah, I can't do the Minecraft thing, but I'm just like, what does a Minecraft movie look like? What if it's like free guy? Like, like Sonic, I like, get. What is this? I can I like like you didn't even have to say like what the plot was. Like a Sonic live action, okay. Understandable. Well, yeah, because Sonic has a villain and it has a conflict. Cause I feel like Sonic's conflict is environmentalism, right? Mm-hmm. You have Eggman who wants to kidnap all the creatures of the forest and Sonic has to go save them and there's rings mm-hmm. and there's speed um speed minecraft movie i don't know is it a like an indiana jones type movie where he's I going through the darkness of the caves and he's got to search for mm, some mineral or he's got to build his own i don't maybe there's a dragon at the end yeah, that's what i'm saying it might just be the survival it's yeah. just like him survive but it's still kind of like, are they gonna make it look like blocks? Or are they gonna like poke fun at it? Right. How do you keep How do you keep the Minecraft in the movie? Right. It's like, I mean, literally, the name is Minecraft. 
Yeah. Right? You're mining. You're you're getting resources, and you're using those resources to build other things. How do you how do you make a movie about that that doesn't feel like a documentary? <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like as time goes on, we're gonna see more and more video game movies. And Sonic Two didn't get the best reviews. Sonic One was fun, mm-hmm. but besides Sonic One, what was the other? Uncharted? Uncharted wasn't did really. Well. It didn't have the critical reviews. Um, we still have. We still don't have that awesome video game movie yet. But people don't care about. I mean, the studios don't care about that. They just care that people are going to see the video game movies. Yeah. So now they're, it seems like they're going to be pumping them out left and right. I'm I'm still holding out hope for the TV shows at least because I'm just I'm saying that because I really want Last of Us to be really good. I hope it's good. It has a good, good cast. Yeah, and it's HBO, so it's a good chance there. I feel like they're yeah. gonna try to handle it with care, but well, there's so much more you can do with a TV show than you can with a movie. There, there's a lot more time for character development. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel like I, I've been saying that all night. We'll see, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I mean, we we've when when we do like podcasts like this, we're always talking about these things that we're looking forward to. And looking back on the last thirty years, how many times have we been utterly disappointed? <laughs> you know, I mean, there needs to be a score. Well, right? with Mortal Kombat, I was like, did you even try? Oh, God. Yeah. It was just like it was like a caricature of a video game movie. Almost it was a caricature of. Okay, this is going to sound really mean. It was a caricature of a movie. I mean, there was no... <laughs> I, I didn't mean, even remember the main character's name. What? Cole? Was his name Cole? Was it? <laughs> I mean, he he he's an MMA fighter who suddenly gets powers that he has to tap into. And then he fights the champion of the other tournaments and wins. You know, and, and meanwhile, there's a guy from hell fighting a guy from the North Pole and they're, <laughs> you know, ninjas wearing the same suits with different colors and a guy has a sharp hat. I don't, I don't know. It, <laughs> I think there's ways to make a good Mortal Kombat movie. You, you kind of have to limit the, I want to say the, the superhero-ness of the characters. I think you just need to ground it a little bit more or just go full bent and make, well, the thing that bugged me about Mortal Kombat was that Mortal Kombat's about a tournament. And there was no tournament. Yeah. They were cheating. And they were like attack killing people before the tournament. Yeah. And so why set up rules if the rules aren't going to apply? <laughs> <laughs> they tried you know? to stop them from not following the rules, but that didn't work. <laughs> so why is it the 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 duty <laughs> of these random dudes to to enforce the rules, right? <laughs> Like if imagine if if a basketball player did something and I ran out in the court and I'm like traveling, and the refs like you you need to go back to your seat. I'm like you are not enforcing the rules, so I've decided it's, <laughs> it's my duty to do your job for you because great injustices are being made on this basketball court. You know, if only someone had done that at the Academy Awards. Yeah, <laughs> right. We have rules in society. If someone had just said, "Hey," uh, or I wish Amy Schumer had just, like, I wish she had come out. It would have been interesting if they had like addressed it. 
Yeah, if she had just said, I just talked with Chris and he says he's okay. Why didn't anyone check to, why didn't anyone check to see if he was okay and at least tell the audience that you're dealing with like a crisis situation where a guy has just assaulted someone else and they didn't do anything to make the audience at home feel like anything was being handled. Yeah. Right? They and were then like, like we're gonna leave a week him later. in his seat and he's gonna win and we're gonna give him a standing ovation and we're gonna ignore the other guy yeah. and he's gonna go backstage <laughs> and we're not gonna tell you what happened after the fact. And you're gonna find out in the news after the show's over that he was like, Nah, I'm not gonna press charges because and it yeah. makes you wonder, is it because no one seemed to even care whether you were hurt or not? Yeah. And then and then it was like a week later they're like, Oh, we did ask him to leave, but he said no. <laughs> they should have just kept their mouths shut at that point. <laughs> oh. Well, we did. We didn't tell you this, but we're going to tell you now because it's just the news isn't going away. We did tell him, like, you should step outside. And he said no. And, and yeah. <laughs> so it's well, like wait, good then, to know that the security at the Academy Awards are a bunch of pushovers. Yeah. And then BAFTA Awards comes out and goes, well, we would have kicked him out. <laughs> we would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, even if it was like a, a CD comedy club, they would have kicked him out. If if two kids fought in my class, can you imagine if I just, I sent one kid into another room and I sat the other kid down and then I said, uh, today's gold star goes to uh, you for slapping, you know. It's, <laughs> parents would be, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. The kid is bullying the other kid. Why hasn't anyone done anything about that? Well, I asked the kid to leave, but he wouldn't go. <laughs> and, and, you know, imagine the kid comes up to the front of the class, gets his gold star, and he's like, uh, I'm a vessel of love. <laughs> <laughs> Academics make me do crazy things. <laughs> I just needed that, eh? <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry to the other students in the class and to the principal. Don't kick me out of school. Standing ovation. Whatever. Standing ovation. <laughs> oh, <End> yeah. Scene. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Terrible movie. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> I mean, okay. If I... It, it, What's know, the worst video game movie you've ever seen? Oh, Mortal Kombat. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> My Mortal Kombat's um, probably Chun-Li, up there. The Legend of Chun-Li. I don't think I've ever seen that Street one. Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li is the worst video game. Mo- it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was... So, I knew it was bad, and my friend wanted to watch a bad movie, and I said, this is a really bad one, and are you sure you want to watch it? Because I'd heard how bad it was. Um, but we watched it. We went out and we rented it. It was on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, no one else wanted to see it. <laughs> Uh, we we rented it. We brought it home, and um, he he was really quiet. And I asked them, you know, are you enjoying this awful movie that you wanted to watch? And he said, it's so bad, I feel depressed. <laughs> Who He's was like, in that one? It was uh, Kristen Crook. Oh no! What? It was really bad. <laughs> He's like, it wait, was really wh- bad. My heart throbbed from the early two thousands. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, it was just okay. Yeah, I, there's always a part of me that thinks, okay, if the director was in the room with you, would you be saying these things? And like, I feel like yes. If if he walked through those doors, 
and we're like, hey, person who directed that movie that we don't like, and he sat down. Like, I would say, hey, like, you know, how did you make this movie? Because I want to know why it was so bad. Because I don't think directors want set out to make terrible movies. Yeah. And there could be reasons. It could be the studio. It could be mis. I mean, you got so many people working on a movie. As a director, you might have, you might not have a say in who's in your movie. You might say, "Oh, it's been my dream to make a movie about exploding kittens," and mm-hmm. I always wanted Bill Murray to be in it, but they gave me Leonardo DiCaprio. So be it. And the vision doesn't mesh, and you're just kind of upset, or for whatever reason, because it's not the movie you wanted to make; it's the movie the studio wanted to make. But I don't know. Do you just own it? Do you just say, "Hey, I'm, I'm the direct"? I mean, the guy who directed Mobi- Morbius says, "You know, <laughs> no one hates me more than I hate myself." Right? <laughs> you know, and so, you know, do you dogpile on that and just go, "Man, your movie sucks"? And he's like, "Well, I, I don't, I don't know if he said this. I don't know if he knows that his movie's bad or if he's just like, "Hey, I, I made the movie that I could," and you're, you're entitled to your own opinion. Say what you gotta say, but. You know, it's your opinion. So, yes, it is my opinion, but... It made money. <sighs> it did. Isn't that the kind of the point of making movies? <laughs> to make money, at least like, it made money. Like, like how, much make over the, money? how much over the budget? Oh. That's what's if important. It, yeah, you got to break... or you Well, first there's the expectations, right? Mm-hmm. This is a movie set in the Spider-Man universe, and Spider-Man just made billions of dollars. Did this even come close? Was it worth all those delays? Because every delay, you got to market it again because mm-hmm. you got to get a new release date. The the budget was between seventy five and eighty three million, and it made in the box office one hundred and forty six million. So no, it didn't break even. If a movie costs a hundred million, then it usually costs another hundred million to market, right? And you have to pay your actors. You got to pay everything. You gotta pay student like people don't know this. So when a movie comes out in the movie theater, in the first week, in the first week, the studio gets a huge cut of those ticket prices. So if I'm mm. if I'm the, the cinema, I'm the theater, and I go, hey, this movie's coming out. We hope you see it during the first week, right? Mm-hmm. You come, you don't buy any popcorn, you just buy a ticket, we fill the theater. A huge chunk of that goes straight back to the studio. Mm. I don't make money unless if you're not buying popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'm, ba- I'm barely making rent, right? Week number two, that percentage might drop. Week number three, week four, until finally I'm starting to make movies. So I, got, I, got, I need a movie that's going to keep bringing people back. Mm. Or else... If it if I'm not getting people in the seats third week, I'm not making any money because no one's watching it. Yeah. So if Morbius made all that money in the first week, then the studio took all of it. But if it's, the movie's terrible and no one comes back second, third, fourth, fifth week, because you hear about those drops, right? Thirty-five yeah. percent drop. Those theaters are like, ow, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're suffering because no one's coming back. That's why Titanic was huge for theaters because. Titanic wasn't a week one movie. It wasn't like it wasn't number one in the box office in the week one. I don't think it was the sustained of like second week, 
people are still people watch watch that movie three, four, five, six times. So you saw theaters getting money, money, money because they mm. were able to keep that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Batman was good for theaters. Yeah. So we saw it twice. I, I feel like also Inception. I saw that one. Yeah, like movies like like that's why theaters love Christopher Nolan because people will go back and watch those movies multiple times. Mm-hmm. Inception, Prestige. Did we see Tenet twice? Or did we saw it once. I think we, we saw it once in theaters and then again at home. Like uh, we streamed it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because it was like back when COVID. We, yeah, because COVID had just like opened up for the first time, and yeah. then it, like for like a week or so, and that's when we kind of like. You know, you got, back. we slipped in to see Tenet and, and then, then they shuttered the theaters again. Yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 it, the industry is interesting in how it makes its money because, you know, Transformers made a lot of money and people think, oh, it made hundreds of millions of dollars. It must have been profitable. But you take into account marketing and all those things and, and the, depending on how the studio works, because Warner Brothers, I think, with Forrest Gump, they signed a deal with the the writer, mm. the guy who wrote the book Forrest Gump. People don't know that Forrest Gump was a book first. Uh, they bought the rights, and they said, uh, yeah, um, we'll give you a percentage of the profits. And the way Warner Brothers works, and I think, I think it's the same thing with Harry Potter. I think if you look in the books, Harry Potter has never been profitable. Mm. And because Warner Brother companies like Warner Brothers will set up companies within themselves, like oh, we'll handle the movies, you'll handle making the DVDs, and you'll handle making the inserts for the DVDs, and you'll handle making the plastic, and you guys will handle this, and and all these companies, and all these companies will charge extra because hmm. the money stays in the company ultimately. But you know, oh. It costs us forty dollars to make this DVD that we're selling for thirty bucks. We're losing ten dollars on every DVD, technically. Mm. Well, we didn't make a profit on Harry Potter. Oh, I see. Jeez. Right. So I actually heard the newest one wasn't doing too hot. They said it was the lowest in like all of the Harry Potter franchise. It made the lowest amount of money in the first week. I'm I'm wondering if we're seeing like the the end of Harry Potter. I wouldn't be mad about that. I might get flamed for that <laughs> later on, but I'm not mad. Although a lot of people are mad at J.K. Rowling. Right. They're not happy with that lady. Yeah. And she's got her defenders, and I don't want to get into it, but Harry Potter came out, the books came out when I was done reading. Like, mm-hmm. I used to read sci-fi fantasy all the time, and then I kind of just grew out of it. Not grew out of it, I think I just... Needed something a little bit like if Game of Thrones had come out then, I think mm-hmm. I would have graduated to that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like Phantom Tollbooth and Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Wrinkle of Time. I mean, those those are still books that 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 I you know I still have copies of. But after I read those, it's like, what do I read now? Oh, Jurassic Park, which is like you know more mature. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was just kind of like, ah. Uh, Video Dune. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't remember when I read Dune. Might have been before Jurassic Park. Mm. But um, I remember Harry Potter coming out, and I I remember at, I saw it at the store, and it was like, you know, the the worldwide phenomenon. Get your mm-hmm. copies, 
and I, I picked it up and I kind of read a couple pages and I was like, oh, this, this seems like something I would have read in, in eighth grade. And I put it down. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's been this ongoing phenomenon. But I don't know if these three Fantastic Beast movies have been uh, a good thing or a bad thing for the franchise. Yeah. I mean, it's different now because I'm not in high school anymore or middle school. So I don't know who's going to see the movies. I remember when I was in high school and middle school, everyone was like, oh my God, the new Harry Potter movie. I'm going to midnight showing. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, cool. Like I didn't, I didn't read Harry Potter. I didn't watch Harry Potter, right. but like, you know, on the outside looking in, it was crazy. It yeah. was like, the was huge. it was twilight before twilight, you know, for kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that everything is YA now, right? Youth, mm-hmm. young adult novels. I feel like young adult novels. That's where the money. That's where the money's yeah. at, because even adults read YA novels. Yeah, and so the market's huge for kids, kid books, you know, in that, in that area. I mean, Harry Potter led to Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the What were the other ones? The what was the Maze Divergent. Runner? Divergent, the Maze Runner. Uh, I enjoyed the Perseus. Maze Runner movies. Just throwing that out there. Was it Perseus? What was the Percy Jackson? Percy they just Jackson. they just casted for the. Percy for the Disney Plus series. Yeah, so YA has been huge, right? Uh, I mean, Last of Us is pretty much a YA novel oh. in video game form. No. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying you're a child. I'm just saying... Yeah. It's well, like the Alexa second says. one... Mm, debatable. <laughs> well, she didn't really watch the first one, so she's watching the second one we play. I still haven't finished it. Because I'm still so holding no, out hope. No spoilers for him. No spoilers yeah. for me, but it's because I'm holding out hope for the PS5, you know, remaster. Oh, okay. Because I want to play it on. Because I have. He's the waiting PS5. for the inevitable remaster. You can't play the PS4 version on PS5. You can, but I want to. He's just you dumb like good, that. Oh, you want the good graphics? I want the good graphics. I'm like, I mean, the it is, it's still good already graphics. good. Yeah, it's still good I graphics. Know, but <sighs> he's just coming up with an excuse to as to why I, he hasn't finished it. Because I just. I just don't want to. I don't want it to be over. <laughs> oh. But also, I do want to. If I'm gonna play it, I want to play it on PS5 because I'm gonna. Or also have to play it again, which that's not a bad idea either. But still, <laughs> I mean, it's been so long. Will you have to start over? But that's 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 another thing. I'm too afraid to go try to go back. Yeah, I mean that's that's what happened with me with The Witcher. I played it and I stopped, and I tried to get back into it in the middle, and I'm mm. like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know how to use my sword. <laughs> Try to start all over. That's what happens when I play Final Fantasy games. I'll like turn it on, and like the last time I played, it was like a year and a half ago, and I'll be like in the middle of a random like desert, and I'm surrounded by weird like creatures that are like so easy. I like one shot them, and I'm like, why am I here? What was I doing? I was farming for something clearly, but what was that thing? What was I trying to do here? (laughs) What was I doing that was so boring it made me quit the game, only for me to return and go. Why? <laughs> I remembered a bit co- coincidentally. It was I was looking for the red chocobo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. Did you find it? I did. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's it's bad when you stop playing because like I did the same thing with um, Mario Odyssey. Oh yeah, because I yeah. was like, because the thing is, I play games where, like, like if I really like it. I'll just keep playing it till it's almost over. So I right. almost finished Odyssey in like two days. Oh wow! And I was like, I need to stop. So I stopped. Uh, he does this weird thing long. where he's like, the game is too good. I need to stop. 
You should I, stop. He's like, I can't, I or else I you can't won't finish, finish it. it. Yeah, so he's that, like, I so can't I, finish I, it right away. I, it's I, I too good. To do, I used to do that. I remember when I played Final Fantasy VI for the first time, I got to the end level, and I remember thinking, if I beat this, it ends. Right. And I completely just didn't finish it. And to this day, I've never completely finished Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> it's my favorite fantasy Final Fantasy. Oh, it's my second. My favorite is eight. Oh, okay. For sentimental reasons. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm not going to... We're not talking about whether it's technically the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight has its issues, but sentimentally, eight is my favorite. But six is the pinnacle for Final Fantasy VI. But I say that without... Ha- I mean, I could have beaten it, right? I was Can loaded. you claim it's your favorite if you've never beaten it? I feel like it's another level if it's like, I loved it too much. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, six, the characters, the gameplay, I spent hours just flying. When I got that airship, I would just fly and land in random areas and fight random things just because. Like, I don't do that anymore. I don't just do random things. I have to progress the story and finish it because I can't play the game forever. But six, I wanted to play forever. I don't think you can play games with me. You want to just... I do random stuff. Are and you then the one who's on Grand Theft Auto or you don't even... So which part of the story on you are you on? I'm not even on a story. Tell, I've just been... Tell oh. him how many hours I've put into Cyberpunk. Yeah, because... Okay, so Discord did this thing. It's a funny story, actually, because Discord added PlayStation okay. to it. So I added my PlayStation on there. But guess who plays a PlayStation night? All the time. Alexis. Alexis plays it. So every time my buddy's like, dude, you're always playing cyberpunk. <laughs> it's, it's like cyberpunk, man. But <laughs> I haven't even progressed the story since yeah. since probably the year 2021. What's well, last year? But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying that <laughs> it's like, cyberpunk 2077, but it never like but I'm, cyberpunk 2021. I haven't done any story progression since last year. Because so what do you do? Just side missions and random crap. Like, I, I'll do side missions. I'm a no, she's I literally she's spent constantly. an hour going into the middle of the road and, like, scaring drivers. And then it causes a car accident. And it got to the point where I caused, like, a 40-car pileup. And a car was on fire. People were screaming and getting run over on the sidewalk. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I caused mass hysteria so for NPCs. cyberpunk. Yes. And she literally called me. She's like, oh, my God. There's a 40-car collision. There's people getting run over on the sidewalks. This is great. And I did I highly it. recommend I trying it. Wow. It is hilarious. I just go to the busiest intersection I can find. And then I take out a samurai sword, so hit the car. You stream. Because that's... I've, when I stream, I think I, I'm not... I don't think I'm entertaining enough because I just want to beat the game, right? I, I feel the same. I feel like I just suck. I feel like I'm just horrible at video games. But I, I feel like if people want to see someone beat a game, that's me. But I'm not like the content creators who are like, let's cause some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vengeance. <laughs> Literally, I... Yeah. And like there was a challenge where it was like you get an epic weapon, but like you had to do this ridiculous challenge where it was like, like when you drink alcohol in the game, you it blurs your vision. Right. And like you had to shoot like six targets within 10, like 15 seconds. And then I did that. And one. I was like, I, I couldn't one. do it. And I was like, I was like reading online. And it was like, or you could just shoot them and take it. And I was like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> There were some mass casualties. So just, murdered. <laughs> just murdered the whole gang. It's like, give me the weapon. So now I feel bad. I feel like I played 
cyber nice guy. <laughs> and you played cyber. I try to be. You're Steven. I she try was Mark. to be generally. Yeah. I try to be generally nice to the NPCs, but it was too much fun when I realized I could do that with the cars. I was like, wait, they just got in a car accident, and now that car just hit that car, and now that car just wait. And I just kept doing it for like an hour just to see if it would like if it would like reset itself. And it didn't. It, people just kept getting in accidents until the road was completely blocked and no one could drive anywhere. And you're just walking around in the chaos. Yes. Cars on fire flipped upside down. And now you're the Joker. <laughs> Some people just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Ghost of Tsushima movie this has to be a good movie it better be a good because movie. the game isn't like the flashiest game it's it's your your samurai who's been what disgraced mm-hmm. and you have to basically uh get vengeance what's the last good samurai movie you saw not the one with keanu reeves it was uh what was it 42 42 ronin 42 Ninja. what was the 42 movie? ronin i think was that the one? Was, wait, was that it was the one based on the true story of uh, the samurai. Their master was killed. So um, they all band together to get revenge on the guy who killed their master. 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I mean, it's a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It was really violent. Uh, but I like the story. And, and I found out later it was based on a true story that a lot of the characters and that you know it's, it's become legend basically you know mm-hmm. kind of like king arthur where you have all these different characters with all their different personalities mm-hmm. and so reading about the individual samurai and who they were and you know these legendary stories about them and you're like oh wow this is like branching out to its own little samurai universe kind of thing it was really yeah. cool I've seen a lot of samurai movies. Don't remember a lot of the titles because I, it was literally a class I took in college. It was called Samurai Spirit. What? Because uh, you just watched I'm, Samurai. What? I never this heard sounds this. like the greatest class thing. ever. It was a great class. Did you watch Seven Samurai? Uh, probably. I hope so. That's I, I'm sure we we saw quite a yeah we saw like a lot of classes. Our teacher was Japanese. Okay, I feel like everyone has seen a version of Seven Samurai, hmm. like Bugs Life. Well, isn't the one with the cowboy one, Magnificent Seven, isn't that based off That's of it literally, loosely? That's literally, yeah. Magnificent Seven in all of its forms is Seven Samurai. Bugs yeah. Life is Seven. Any movie where a village or group of people hire fighters and the fighters have to form their own band. Mandalorian to, looking at you. That's Seven Samurai. That's the original. Even you, the you, Avengers wait, is... Wait, did you say Mandalorian? You mean Book of Boba Fett, right? <laughs> Well, I was talking about the actual Mandalorian, but I'm just saying he had the he hired the Power Rangers. Go go Power Rangers. I would I'd say Mandalorian is more like Wolf and Cub. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is also a Japanese mm-hmm. manga. So yeah, if you've ever seen a movie where villagers hire I mean, I'm playing through Witcher and it's funny because you'll go through these side missions and I'm like, this is this is a movie. What? <laughs> and it's interesting, right? I've seen this somewhere. Yeah, so I just got through a mission today where I went to a village and and they're like, we can't, we don't have a lot of money, but we could pay you to to fight off these bandits that are coming, and we're just lowly farmers. And I'm sitting there going, this is Seven Samurai. 
Except that, you know, the bandits are werewolves. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's a twist. Yeah. There's an anime called um, Samurai 7. and that one, Seven Samurai. Yeah. It was really good, though. Uh, you can't fool me. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one's good. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like unless they get a really crappy director and writer, this movie is going to be good. Hollywood's like, bet. <laughs> we just talked about it. as long as it makes money i just just make it good just make it good i i i i haven't worked in hollywood to know how bad movies are made <laughs> <laughs> but this one isn't like this isn't the flashiest i mean it's it, for video gamers who play this game they love it mm-hmm. and i don't think it was as popular as final fantasy or I don't know what the sales were. I know I know it sold a lot. Mm-hmm. There was even, a, I think, a black and white version. I know there's a director's cut. Yeah. And then, like... I mean, the game is beautiful. When you see the graph... It, it, yeah, the way they it like was. Japan. They even did something with, like, it was something with the UNESCO World Heritage Sites, like, oh, wow. featured in the game. Like, it's, like, even in Japan, they've acknowledged this game. Yeah. So, Just kudos kudos to Sucker Punch. Don't let Sony make it. No. Oh. oh dear. Oh dear. And don't don't, you know, as much as we love like If there was like a draft or it, as much as we love Scarlett Johansson, she doesn't need to be a samurai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go there? If I see a white person in this movie, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Cuz that's what Hollywood does. Let's be real. They're yeah, get, they'll be like Hollywood, Keanu Reeves, perfect. Well, so this is what I find funny about representation when people are like, oh, what? You got to put Asians in the Asian roles? Oh, this is wokeness. But it's like, bro, every movie that didn't have a white person had a white person in it so that a, people in America would watch it. Like, literally, that that's what Hollywood's been doing for decades is shoving people of a certain race into a movie just so people would watch it, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a movie set in Japan that has nothing to do with... The last samurai was was white. <laughs> I, I mean, that was infuriating, right? Yeah. Is you know? it, isn't there a Tom Cruise movie like where he's a samurai? Yeah, the last samurai. Oh, that's he a, is the oh, last samurai. Oh dear. Tom Cruise, and, and you know, if you don't know what white savior movies are, it's when <laughs> when a white guy goes into a foreign land and becomes better than them at doing what they do and saves them, and it's like, yo, we why, why are you talking about Tokyo Drift like that? <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Uh, we do. We, as the, as someone in the black community, though, we can claim a samurai. There is there was there one is a black there was a one black samurai. Yeah, and I'm not saying white people can't be samurai, but don't, but they don't, weren't samurai. They can't be the last samurai. <laughs> they weren't samurai. At least I, d- I took a samurai class. I'm speaking from some, a point of knowledge. <laughs> there were no white samurai. If this was a video podcast, at the bottom it would have Alexis, samurai expert. <laughs> yeah, there weren't <laughs> any, so don't even start. And all that, I'm just saying, it, if, if, if we really want to be talking about, oh, you know, I don't like the fact that they're casting a white guy just to cast a white guy. Hap- that's every movie. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we have movies about you know, that take place in Spanish Harlem. And there's always that one random character that's just there, you know, just so other people can relate to him. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, 
So if, if I if I own the rights <laughs> in this movie and I was pitching it to all the studios and Sony's like, you have my sword. I would be like, put that sword away. <laughs> <laughs> you, who invited you? <laughs> Did you make Morbius? <laughs> but we'll get you Leo. No. 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 Leo is not going to be the samurai in the movie. <laughs> as much as I love Leonardo DiCaprio, I would not cast him as a samurai. No. Okay, last movie news. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, the trial that keeps on going. <laughs> Messy. And, okay, why is it that we have this, what, what, is this number two? Is this, is this Johnny versus Amber part deux? Or I think so. Trace. She, it might be Trace, I don't, I don't know. know. But it's like, he, there's more stuff to be revealed. And I'm like, why didn't you reveal that stuff in the first one? Um, so this one I think is because she wrote a piece, um, an article and she didn't name any names, but she talked about abuse. And so he's suing her for defamation of character because it's like, you're obviously talking about me. Yeah. And I mean, he got kicked off of fantastic beats because of this. Right. And then the, it did, it did work. Well, I don't want to say it it worked. It, It did affect him because people are saying, Oh, you, you abused her. And then he took her to court, and the judge was like, "Yeah, you you're guilty of this." Mm-hmm. But then, like now, like all of their dirty laundry is getting aired out, and like the psychologist, like Amber Heard's psychologist, was like, "She, you know, he did these things, and like she he'd walk away, and then she would like goad him into arguing with her and to getting upset with her." Her own psychologist said that, like she was like basically like they're both messed up and it just gets messier by the day and he's a stop i don't know they, i, I was like we're, why we're watching two married people fight each other in front of the world it's just and people are saying she needs to get fired from aquaman too which is already has it already finished filming i have no idea does there need to be an aquaman too I did not like the first one. It was entertaining. It was like Star Wars underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? like it literally who, was. Who, who was the bad guy again? I... His brother. But what was the actor? He he played. He was, he was so over name. the top in the movie. I was just like. But he had to be because his character was so boring, and it's not I his was, fault. He I was, was written like, as so boring. He's just. I am the rightful heir. Go away. I am a better fighter than you, and I'm all aqua. I'm, you know, you're half Aquaman. <laughs> I'm full Aquaman. I was just like, I, I, that's all I, I honestly, had to work with. I think I fell asleep probably four <laughs> times on the ending of that movie, and I would wake up like during the credits and have to rewind it, and then fall asleep, and then I'd wake up and have to rewind. And I was just like, I had to hold my eyes open and be like, slap myself. Like, you are not going to fall asleep on the end of this movie. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I, 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 I thought the underwater battle scene was kind of like over the top, but in a good way. I'm like, this is Star Wars underwater. <laughs> I mean, at least it makes sense. Because in Star Wars, they were breathing in space. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up until someone acknowledges and says, okay. Wait, which part? The part where they're running with the horses on the... Okay. 
Because I've had arguments, and I'm like, this is what happened before, and this is what happened then, and this is what happened after. And when I bring up these three things, it's really hard to deny. First, they say, take this shit. Okay, first of all, (laughs) first of all, (laughs) we have Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi, and it works pretty good. The Empire didn't have Wi-Fi, because apparently if you blow up this thing, then all communication (laughs) (laughs) ceases. Like, who designed that? Okay, and, and so they go, take all of the ships up out of the atmosphere. And they do. Finn and his team are running around on the outside of the ships with the horses outside of the atmosphere. Even if you're in the atmosphere at a very high level, you still you see jet fighter pilots wear masks to breathe. Mm-hmm. You've seen people on planes where if things are going down, get the air mask, put it on yourself first before you put it on the baby, right? (laughs) We've all been told this because when you're that high up, it's hard to breathe. These dudes are running around with horses like, we're on the outside of ships, we're in space, we can breathe, we can talk to each other, right? There's no sound in space either, (laughs) Star Wars, (laughs) right? There is in our space. TIE fighters don't make noise in space. Well, it's oh. like when you hear the battles, like Dang, in space, the pew, right pew, 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 there's, there's no sound. No sound. Yeah. Could you imagine a Star Wars battle, like a space battle with no sound effects well, that's whatsoever? What I, I, that's what I liked about Battlestar Galactica, the TV show. They actually accurate. They did that. Mm. There was no sound. And you're like, this is weird. But you can hear like, they would give you the sound inside of a ship. So if, mm-hmm. if a person was flying like a fighter aircraft... You can hear the buttons and, and kind of the mm-hmm. rattling of everything. So it, it was kind of jarring because you're like, this is what it really sounds like to be in space and fight, you know? Mm-hmm. You're shooting and you don't know what's happening because you can't rely on your ears. But then Star Wars, it's, <laughs> it's like, why do they keep flying so close to you? Right? They can't hit you? They're just like, we're just going to scare them with this noise. <laughs> you know? And, and so they're, fl- they're breathing in space. That, that that I have so many issues with that movie, <laughs> right? And the, and, yeah. and then no one will ever acknowledge me. They'll never be like. I have not met someone to this day who's like, you know what I hate about that movie? That they breathe in space. It's like, yes! <laughs> you also notice this <laughs> conspicuously terrible thing about that movie. And yeah. besides besides the other thing, which is Ray taking going to sleep three, four, five times on a planet or while the other ship's going through space and they're like, we have 18 hours of fuel. <laughs> Explain that to me, dude. Interstellar time. No. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I tried. Someone Don't was like, maybe Murph? there were six hour days. on the- Dude, I'd, I'd be like, then I'm staying up for four days. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Who made this movie? <laughs> JJ. <laughs> Come visit us. Is he okay? Is he alive? I don't know where JJ is. <laughs> Did you all... JJ, if you're alive, Blink let twice. us know. He's a good director. That, But that was... that. I don't, we, the fact that Mandalorian was like... Okay, I'm going to be brutally honest. Mandalorian is good. It's not great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go on record. Mandalorian is not great. If you take away... You guys have seen Mandalorian. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm, it for you. Mm-hmm. If you take away Luke and you take away Boba Fett, it's just a dude with a baby. <laughs> right? 
and, and it's, it's Death Stranding. I was gonna say that. Yeah. It's Death Stranding. But if Death Stranding was an interesting game. Yeah. But and it's good, but it's not great. It's not new. It's not original. And the story, like, tell me one of the storylines from one of the episodes. Um. Dude, dude gets hired to kill a big giant beast. That's like every TV show ever. That's that's every Witcher episode. <laughs> I mean, he did get hired to kill a lot of beasts and creatures. Now that I think about it, there was the worm. Yeah. The worm one. And then there was that giant creature in the desert, right? Right. That he, the that dirt. he did, that Grogu killed. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. did he kill it? No, no, no. He, he lifted like, it. Force. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the one with the, in the village, like the ATATs and the those right. people. But were, were any of the episodes like mind blowing? Like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Or is Mandalorian great because the bar has been set so low <laughs> by Rise of Sty- Skywalker? Where you know, okay, the, the I, two the two at the end are just there are you know, like two episodes I'd say that are great. I think the first one is in season I think it's season one, uh, where it was like the uh, it was the prisoners, and he oh, was yeah. he the was one with uh, Bill Burr? with what the 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 space prison oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. that one was good. And then the one where he fought the lady, um, it w- I think it was the episode where we first see Ahsoka. Oh, oh. Asian world. <laughs> <laughs> but that episode where, 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 where he fought the he fought the lady. That's where they right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that that was a good episode. Yeah, but th- those those, no, are, those are good episodes. Those are the two episodes that stick out in my mind the most. Yeah. And and I, I I I like The Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong, but. I feel like I like it more because of what came before it, which was really bad. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars isn't this thing where it's consistently good and I want it to keep getting better. For me right now, Star Wars just needs to be decent, <laughs> right? Like don't don't completely destroy what I what I love about you. Just just I wish you were kind of like what you used to be. At least fifty percent of that. Yeah. And we're getting, we're actually, we're getting closer and closer to Obi Wan Kenobi. And I hope it's good. I hope it's good because Book of Boba Fett was not good. Not good. Which is hope they go to different worlds except except that dirt world. I mean, that, it feels like all of Star Wars is now in a world with sand. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. well, Dune is in a world with sand. Yeah, but I mean, at least Dune, Dune pre. Like Justine finally watched Dune, and she was like, "This, this isn't this Star Wars, isn't this?" I'm like, "This came before Star Wars." Goes, I said oh, the so same that's, thing. That's where Star Wars. I was like, "This is where Star Wars got out. like you know the Force, where he's mm-hmm. these are not the droids you're looking for. The voice, right? Mm-hmm. There's that, and then you know the big worms and shields and all that stuff. And so she's like, "Oh, so this is like history. It's comes before." And I'm like, "Yeah." If Dune had come after Star Wars, then it's like, yeah. Such a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a smarter Star Wars, right? <laughs> but it, it came before, and I and Star Wars took a, l- you know, George Lucas. He took a lot from a lot, like Hidden Fortress, which is a Japanese movie, mm-hmm. is the plot for Star Wars. We gotta go in there and save the princess, which is also the plot for Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, right. Oh, that movie, <laughs> that live action movie, <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> So, I, I, Star Wars. 
Okay, main story. We just, well, not we just, we watched everything, everywhere, all at once. Like a week ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It yeah. was very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I, da- cri- I cried twice. Yeah, he cried twice. I didn't know I was going to laugh that hard. <laughs> it was, it was, I wasn't expecting to feel as many as emotions because when you first go in, like, I had no clue what I was going into other than it has to do with the multiverse. I didn't even know And that. then, you know, within the first half hour, you see, like, people slapping each other with certain things. <laughs> and I was Sex like... Sex toys. Sex and, toys. Yeah. And I was like, what am I watching? And it just got more ridiculous as time went on. But at the same time, it got more heartfelt as yeah. time went on. And Which I was is like, like, how? How do you do that? <laughs> right. Right, we're we're talking about things that we don't like. How do you create something that we would like, right? Mm-hmm. I, so you know, all three of us, I think I'd seen one trailer, and the trailer doesn't really tell you. It's just this lady is the chosen one, and she's got to save the multiverses from some random threat. Mm-hmm. And it's Michelle Yeoh who plays a like what middle aged mother, yep, who's not a kung fu fighter, obviously, but somehow she learns it, and so. You know, the history of the movie is that I was originally supposed to be Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. And the original, like, I got a copy of the original script. Mm. And his name was supposed to be Jackie Chan in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And Michelle Yeoh was supposed to be his wife. Mm. And when he couldn't be in the movie, they were like, why don't we just make Michelle Yeoh the main character? Which I think is brilliant mm-hmm. because that gave us Wayman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which is who is like one of my favorite characters from anything. I don't know why, but I I really started to fall in love with every single character. Mm-hmm. Right, you have even Deirdre, <laughs> right? Who, who yeah. was like Jamie Lee Curtis with sausage fingers at one point. Yeah, <laughs> and it got so ridiculous, but it was it it. it there's a difference between getting ridiculous and then kind of going into abstract mode where mm-hmm. it's doing that in order to make a point. Like when they mm-hmm. became rocks. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you felt emotional when they're rocks, but they're making jokes, but you just kind of like, yeah. like it was, you're it was like, quiet. you want to like cry watching rocks fall off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> the, the scene. Okay. For people who haven't seen it yet, it's just, it, it, <laughs> the scene is just two rocks overlooking a valley there's a small silence rock. yeah small rock and a big rock and it's completely subtitled mm-hmm. and it's just a daughter and a mother arguing mm-hmm. and it it felt it did it, we've i've seen movies like jamie lee curtis was in freaky friday which is about a mom and daughter switching mm-hmm. bodies and, mm-hmm. and empathizing with each other and this was like a weird Freaky Friday thing, except because they're rocks now. But <laughs> I don't know how they did this. And, and, and I'm going to have to watch the movie again and, and really think about how, you know, as a creator, as a writer, artist, whatever, how do you do this? How do you make a scene of two rocks, quote unquote, talking to each other in subtitles that's so emotionally resounding? that it blows all these other dramas out of the wall. I got so much more out of that. Right? Yeah. 
because it right? stopped. Because I can't remember if it was a scene that was loud beforehand, but either switching, all of a sudden it just stops and it's just silent. And you just kind of sit there right. with your thoughts, you know. And it was, uh, well, I don't know. Well, Alpha Joy, Alpha Joy, Jab- Jabu, Jabu Tobaki. Jobu Tobaki. Jobu, Jobu Tobaki. <laughs> she, uh, she said that was like her quiet place, like where she could go and just be and just exist and not think about anything. Right. And not have to be anything. Just, just be a rock. Just be a rock. And I, I that that feels artistic. Right? Like when when people say movies can be art, it's like, oh, because you, we look at art and if it's pretty, that's art. But I think they're missing the point that art is how you get people to feel an emotion. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, we're communicating with each other, right? We can we communicate mm-hmm. through talking or singing. Um or with a movie. And I think I I think this is like that one movie where you kind of can walk out and go, I know exactly what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like there's no I can't I don't know why, I don't know how, but I, I know. I know that like if I had a conversation with them and I said, I think your movie is about this, they would go, Yeah, that was exactly what we wanted you to feel. Yeah. And What's interesting is like this movie, like, like I want like everyone to see it, yeah. but I I know for a fact like, like my mother is not gonna enjoy this movie because but she's what if gonna. She does. I don't think she w- because I feel like she's that person who would look at it for twenty minutes and be like, "This is ridiculous," and she wouldn't be there for the ride. You have to be there for the ride. But I I I, I don't. There are movies that I've seen that get so ridiculous that I'm like, okay, like this is just an exercise in ridiculousness. But I knew with everything that they were trying to do, as as crazy like the sausage fingers, mm-hmm. right? They they straight up go into twenty ten space <laughs> odyssey with the the monkeys beating each other up, and the one with sausage fingers wins, and they're like, well, that's how, you know, <laughs> that's how humans evolved with sausage fingers. It 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 felt meaningful, right? As mm-hmm. as. I mean, I, I remember sitting there going, what? What? <laughs> the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Like every scene, it just got like... When they're piñatas. It was yeah. just, it was like <laughs> ping-ponging in between like the ridiculous and like the meaningful. Right. And the heartfelt. But I couldn't, like, I couldn't look away. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I had to know what was going on. It, it felt to me like a, like a two-hour movie trailer. Mm-hmm. Where every image mattered, right? Because when mm-hmm. you watch it, like we we just talked about Thor, and we're trying to break it down with what little we've seen, mm-hmm. because that's that's pop culture now. Is okay, we, this movie hasn't come out yet, but I need to know everything about this movie. I need to know what the movie's about, and I need to figure out the twist because trailers are like puzzles now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I can figure out the, the the twist, I can go watch the movie and go, "I told you, I told you." Even though it's like, but did you enjoy the movie? That's no, because I. I figured it out before I went in. The we try to sucked, dissect the the trailer, but then the like, a month later they'll release a trailer that reveals everything. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why I don't like watching trailers. And actually, I didn't see a trailer. I didn't know anything about this movie at all. Like, oh, so I you didn't, didn't even watch the trailer? I didn't see. I didn't know anything about it except for that it was good. So that's right. what. And I just and I think I liked it more for it because I had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, and that, that's what I still didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Letterbox, which is like the social media for movies, they they put out this thing about this movie saying, you know, there are a few times when a movie has come out where it's been so highly rated, it was the like the best, 
the best rated movie ever. And usually movie ratings will drop off because as more and more people see it, mm-hmm. more people have like Opinion not so good opinions about it and the score will go down. This is one of those few movies that when it came out, it was like a 9.6 right off the bat. But it was noted because it didn't start dropping off. It mm. stuck at 9.6. Mm. And so people were saying like, this is the movie you have, this is how you get the multiverse right. And so when we watched it, it was affirming. Like as I was watching, I was like, "This, this is insane." Like, how do you make a movie like this? Yeah. Just, just even the scenes where she's flashing through every dimension, and yeah. you know that took forever to film because each scene, mm-hmm. each flash, and there's like a hundred of them. Yeah. Each one was like from a different movie or with costumes and makeup and all yeah. stuff, and they're like. They only needed to film that for like one like picture, right? Yeah. Like a frame. And it's like, how many hours did they spend on makeup and to get everything right and the props and all that just to take one picture and then do that a hundred times for like a two second scene? Yeah. Because it's and you're what the heck? I'm seeing some crazy things in this, and then you're right into the next, you know. Mm. Plot well, and point. then like even when they're fighting each other, like they're going through these different universes and like it's so quick yeah like one minute they're like fighting with actual swords and they're getting hit by swords because they're pinatas and then they're drawings and you're like watching two like scribbles argue and and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa." side of the i I think when you think of the last matrix movie resurrections that's where it went wrong it was like we want to make people watch this because of the Matrix and what they expect the Matrix movies to be, which is flashy action, cool looking stuff. But it's like, but where's the story? And in this one, the story drives everything to the like the sausage fingers mm-hmm. fits into the story because you you think it's a throwaway joke, but they actually keep it to the end of the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it becomes a huge part of that. Right. Yeah. And I, I I just it felt to me like I'm I finally got to see a movie that taught me in a way like this is why you like movies. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen a movie like that in a long time. Like I I've, I think that's why Christopher Nolan is my favorite director right now because mm. he he does stuff that's so original or at least feels original or at least that he's trying. Mm-hmm. Right. That it's like, okay, this is why I watch movies. Like Inception. You yeah. see all the crazy things and you got stories within the stories. And you know, in, in some way, Christopher Nolan's like, I, I'm trying to share my love of cinema with you guys. Yeah. Like this is why I make movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you watch Inception, you go, Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Like we're having fun. We're having fun. Yeah. Right? Like these guys building blocks and his crazy stories and and I felt like this movie kind of did the same thing. We got these rules. Mm-hmm. And this is how things happen. And it doesn't completely make sense, right? I got to do something random to tap into an aspect of myself from a different universe. And I can take their memories and become them in some way. Mm-hmm. Right? Even though it doesn't make complete sense. Because you can take the memories, but she, her pinkies become super strong all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> and that was bonkers, right? Yeah. I, I think I laughed the hardest when her pinky flexes and then there's a bicep on the pinky. <laughs> Well, the, the sound that it makes too, like yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> when she hits him, it's like kind of like the the KO sound in Super Smash. The like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if they they took that because okay, there was the uh, 
the Wayman were she was a martial arts art arts superstar mm-hmm. and he was like you know they were all dressed like like noir yeah you know, he's got his trench coat and his hat and they're all just that romantic setting you know it's raining I was like that's Wong Kar Wai right that that's mm-hmm. the 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 Hong Kong director that that's his style of doing that and then you got the Inception stuff. You got the superhero like Avengers Infinity because the Russo brothers produced it. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Yeah, so they. I had, was like, you know, isn't that the Russo brothers? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, they're just incorporating like all of these different movies into their movie, like 2010 Space Odyssey, right? The monkeys fighting each other <laughs> with the sausage. <laughs> and I, I just, it just made me feel like, okay, like. I'm in my safe space or whatever. It's like this. I get it. You know, I feel like that these are my people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, 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 I couldn't get over that feeling of like this. This is a movie I can understand like or relate to like on almost like on so many different levels. Yeah. And I, I didn't think I would like resonate so much in a movie where like. The bad guy, the bad, the big bad is an everything bagel. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally a bagel. It's a bagel. With everything on it. Yeah. The black bagel. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also. But it's like, (sighs) it's so hard to describe the bagel. Yeah. She put, okay, so the the, the villain put all of her hopes and dreams into one singularity. And it forms a black bagel. And and to me, what it represented is like, what's the most boring piece of bread ever? The bagel. Mm -hmm. Right? So she's just like, you know, life. when you're able to experience all of the multiverses at any moment and live like every life and every decision, then everything is meaningless. Because if, if, you know, I've had those days where I would do something right, but things would still go wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are days where I did everything wrong, but it would still go right. And I'm like, do I even have, like, I feel like I'm not in control of anything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I can have good intentions and still, like, destroy a million lives. Right? That's what it feels like sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's what her character is feeling. Like, I've lived every life. I've lived every consequence and decision. And it, and what? What does that mean? Right? Nothing matters. Except. And she just. And and I felt sad because her mother in every she her mother in this dimension is the ver- worst version of all the di- of all the versions mm-hmm. of her mother, and even it, the one that did that to her. And it, it was sad because she was never loved by her mother in any. It seemed like in any dimension, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why she becomes the way she is because her mother didn't want her to be like her. And so there was distance. And so she didn't have the one thing she wanted growing up, which was yeah, her mom. And it was, uh, I was reading it like online, like someone, people talking about it and they were talking about how it's just the whole movie. It's like multi-generational trauma. Yeah. Because she was trying to stop Joy from being like her. Yeah. And then and she never confronted her own father. Mm-hmm. To say, like, how could you abandon me? Because you abandoned me, I just abandoned everyone else. And it's like coming to terms with, like, your own actions and blaming someone else. Mm-hmm. When it's like you could have just... Because she finally does that then in the movie. She confronts him. She goes, well, how could you do that? How could, how could you abandon me? Mm-hmm. And that changes him. And it's like you could have done that a long time ago. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the sadness of it. You're like, you are the worst version of yourself because you never took initiative to do anything about anything. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because when they're reading the receipts, because in the beginning she's getting IRS audited, and she's like, you bought a karaoke machine. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm a singer. And it's like, oh, it says here you're a teacher, and it says this. And, and, <laughs> and you realize, like, throughout the movie, all those alternate versions were from those receipts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So those were all the people that if she had just tried, she could have she could have been a singer. Yeah. She could have been all those things. But she never was. Right? Because she chose not to. Which was really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie was so deep. It was just so much depth. It was definitely one where you gotta like go back and watch it again. And yeah. when it comes out, we'll buy it. And then yeah. we'll watch it again, and yeah. we'll I, like we'll probably find something new every time we watch every it. Every single like freeze frame those those things. I I I liked the villain, mm-hmm. and I I think for me, I was trying to figure out through the whole movie how she's going to beat her, mm-hmm. and that's I think what added an extra layer of it. It wasn't like oh I just need to kill her or yeah convince she her didn't want to kill her. Yeah, but how do you, how do you beat someone who who's thinks everything is meaningless. And it made me think of like, kind of, you know, and hopefully it doesn't trigger anyone, like, you know, when, when you have someone who's suicidal in your family and they're like, I just want to die. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you give them meaning to keep going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, that really resonated with me because it's like, you know, how do you convince someone that life is worth living? Mm-hmm. That's really difficult. It's a losing battle with someone whose mind is made up. And it, and that I think that's something that people struggle to come to grips with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's weird because you know I don't, I don't. Every day I just go, right. So if someone said like, convince me to keep living. I. I don't know if I would be good at it. Especially if like someone who's because she was basically all powerful. It's like, right. Well, you could win the lottery one day. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Didn't matter. You could be a superstar. That was. You know, it's like, oh, shoot. I need a better answer than. You know, it, it really makes you think of like. What does matter? Yeah. If money and fame and fortune or don't matter to someone, power, right? Yeah. What does matter? Yeah. That's deep. Deep movie. Yeah. I never thought a bagel would make me think so hard about life. <laughs> I can't never eat a bagel the same way again. I. Yeah, I I, I want to watch the movie again, if only you know, not only but because I want. I mean, so right now, right now while I teach, I've been I've been thinking about like all of the other things I wish I could do, because and teaching takes up like every, all of my time, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm busy, uh, and I wish I had more hours in the day to do everything and anything. So I I think. That's what 
I appreciate about this movie is that these people could be anything and everything all at once. It's like if only, if only I could do everything mm-hmm. and 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 be a million different people and get stuff done, mm-hmm. right? So I can I can in this universe be the best teacher I could be, in this universe be the best writer, in this universe be the best podcast podcaster, best. The other universe, I would just be Twitch streaming all day, no sleep, right? <laughs> uh, playing video games and getting 100% completion on The Witcher. Um, or I could play The Witcher as a good guy and then play The Witcher as a bad guy. And then <laughs> play Cyberpunk as, you know, the guy who stands in the street watching everyone <laughs> crash into each other. Um, and I, that, that sort of takeaway for me was... Because at the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. What what the characters all have their their reasonings and their motivations for everything. It it made me realize, you know, not being able to have all the time in the world kind of gives more weight to every single decision that you do make. Because that's a consequence you have to live with for the rest. There is no I'm going to go into another universe and be that other person, mm-hmm. right? If I don't choose to go to college, or if I choose to go to college, or this job or that, that's what I got to live with. And it made me realize, you know, th- those instances, you're making a very powerful de- decision for your own life. Like, having agency is huge, right? And, and you know, if, if, you know, I have friends who've made decisions and, you know, some have made good decisions, some have made that bad decisions, but I'm wondering, you know, it's not always like you make a bad decision. Sometimes you just don't make a decision and then 10 years later, you're like, why is my life the way it is? And sort of by process of not making a decision, you've made that decision to just be where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It made me realize, like, I, I was just thinking about, like, how much, like, I wonder how much, like, potential I've wasted. Yeah. And just thrown away, because I start stuff all the time. I I start I buy Danny can, like I start little hobbies all the time, and right. then like I just drop it for no real reason. Yeah, but I just drop it. Or what if what if the thing that you're doing that you wish you weren't doing because you'd rather be doing something else? What if that thing that you're doing is the thing you should be doing, and you shouldn't be distracted from it? Right? Like mm-hmm. you know, like I love teaching. But I sometimes I wish I was doing something else because for a reason. I don't want to like give up teaching for these other things, but you know, I'd also like to do these other things is what I'm trying to say. But you know, I've had that thought sometimes where it's like, well, what if I just gave up gave up everything else and just focused on teaching and I was just really good at it? You know, and mm-hmm. might not be the one thing I want to be good at, you know, maybe I want to be good at skateboarding. I don't know, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But because I'm constantly wishing about these other things, I'm not being good at anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 kind of makes me think, stop and think, like, do I have my priorities right? You know, like, mm-hmm. or am I gonna never be great because I never chose to be great because I've always found an excuse to do something else? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I, I, I those are like life questions that I don't know if there are answers or not unless you could live it out in the multiverse. Yeah. I mean, are these questions that philosophers ask and it's like, 
go write your book and leave me alone. You know, like I don't have time to think about those things. Maybe write a book about a G across the multiverse. <laughs> it would be the opposite. It would be a, a nowhere, nothing, never at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be fun to like just as an exercise, like rewrite, you know, that movie. But as you. Yeah. What would your alternate realities be? I mean, I don't know. A writer, yeah, a Twitch streamer. But would I be happier? Because that I, that was the part I think that that really clicked for me was when Wayman says, "Right, you know, who knows what would have happened if we had gotten together?" And we know what would happen because yeah. they're living miserable lives. Yeah, and she tells them, "Well, I do know. We end up going to America. We open a laundromat. We're getting audited by the RS. Our life sucks. Blah 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 blah." And he goes, well, at least we have each other. And I was like, fuck, like, wow. You know, you, what are your, what are, what are the things that are important to you? And for yeah. Wayman, who who didn't have her, and, and it looked like he had kind of spent his life wishing he was with her, mm-hmm. for him to hear, like, that's the worst case scenario. Your life is miserable. You, you're Because, you know, he's rich, obviously, because he's mm-hmm. attending movie premieres and, traveling back and forth for him to go, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I do have everything else that I want, but not the, I'm not with the person I've always wanted to be with. And if you're telling me that's the worst worst case scenario, then I'm okay with that because Mm -hmm. to you, that's the worst case scenario because your life is falling apart outside of our relationship. But the relationships, all that mattered to me anyways. I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was he was saying I'd be happy owning a laundromat and doing taxes with you, yeah, just like that. Yeah. So it it, it was like a it was like therapy for that character because she mm-hmm. has her husband, her daughter, her her own father, and then like even the relationship with her customers because she's really mean to them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and seeing her with. Oh god, the fight with Big Nose and the dog yeah. on the leash. <laughs> Kicking the dog and like, sorry, <laughs> just like yate. I didn't know that they would go there. Because <laughs> usually you don't mess with dogs in movies. Like there's a whole movie about that, right? John Wick, right? You don't mess with the dog. God. And when she went there, I was like, wow. <laughs> and then and then she had the audacity to be like, oh my dog. <laughs> it's like and then she starts whipping it around again. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nunchucks. Yeah, I, I I feel like I need to study this movie because I, I I I I hope my hope and this is maybe is an alternate dimension of but I hope this is my dimension is that I write or create something. It doesn't have. I'm not saying it has to be good, but something that like expresses what I want to express the way this movie communicated with me, mm-hmm. like all of its craziness. And all of it's like so many things happening and it's just overwhelming. But you're left with that state of like, this is it. Yeah. Kudos to Daniels. Yeah. Like if I died and people said this was my magnum opus, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, I did it. I I can't think of anything in that movie that I would change. 
So my wife watched it, and it's interesting because she thought this was a weakness. She said, okay, what I don't like is movies where, because in China they have a lot of dialects, Cantonese, Mandarin, or two of them. Like I think there's like hundreds or thousands. And she said that the grandpa spoke in Cantonese, and Michelle Yeoh spoke to him in Mandarin, and Michelle Yeoh and Wayman spoke to each other in Mandarin. And she's like, I hated that. She's like, I hate that they do that because, you know, in Hollywood, Chinese is Chinese, right? I wouldn't have. See, I, I didn't and even I didn't notice know that. that. Yeah, I didn't notice that. And so Justine was really upset because she's like, I, and, and, and I thought it was weird because one of the Daniels is Chinese. Mm. So I was like, why would he do that? You know, that seems like an oversight or, I, I you know, mm-hmm. what the heck? Um, and so my other buddy who had watched it, he's like, oh, let me see w- if there's anything about that. And he went online. And apparently they did that on purpose. Hmm. And it goes even deeper. So in real life, Michelle Yeoh speaks Cantonese. Uh, James Hong doesn't speak any Chinese at all. They forced them to learn the other dialect and to speak with each other in the movie different dialects because if you knew this on a deeper level you know that even they could not communicate with each other and that foreshadows the rest of the movie Mm. that there's there they said it was like we wanted to create separation through communication and and i think culture Mm. and i'm like wow i mean you you, you can be like oh uh, yo uh, they just speak different languages to each other because we want. But it's like, no, they also force them to learn the language that they did not speak. Hmm. So that was crazy. That that, yeah. that showed me like they they thought of every detail. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted, they had this point for this movie and they wanted every character to express that somehow. Even if like me didn't even notice but that only made me appreciate it that much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a deep movie. Yeah. Deep for a movie about a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I want to play that game, that game that was on Twitter where it's like describe the movie without without giving away the plot of the movie or something like that, like bad movie descriptions. Oh, what would be the bad movie description for this? Hmm. Um, I feel like it would be the title. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Hmm. Yeah. Everyone destroyed by a bagel. Infinity War with the bagel. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like just even trying to describe it, like if you were to really, really try. You would still do it a disservice. Yeah. It's one of those things that has to be seen to be believed. And Chilipa wishes he saw it. Yeah. Maybe when he's older. And one quick thing I wanted we want to throw into the podcast, because I totally forgot, but Danny remembered. Oh, it's just um about Gilbert um Godfrey Pot passing away. Yes. This was on Tuesday. Last last week? Yeah. Yeah. And his he was he had a medical condition? Mm-hmm. Did they say what he passed away from? I think they said, I don't remember what it was. 
Um, but they said it was a long time illness. I, yeah. I forgot the name of it. Do you know? Uh, ventricular tachycardia. It's with his heart. So, so, yeah. Yeah. And he passed away suddenly in his family. It when when I I think I think a buddy told me and I went online to search for news and I couldn't find anything. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few minutes later, it was everywhere. Yeah. And I remember messaging you guys saying, oh, Gilbert. Did I message you guys? or? I think I sent like a screenshot of something and I was like, what? And yeah. you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like really sad because, you know, that guy's been around for a while. Everyone knows his voice. Yeah. <laughs> it was, his comedy was so in your face. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But in a way that wasn't obnoxious, mm. at least to me, like, yeah, he did shout and he did say things like, you know, with force, but there was a brilliance to that sort of comedy where he did it in a way that wasn't just, blah, you know, mm-hmm. it it just somehow he, he, he was a really funny dude. Oh man, that was really sad. Mm-hmm. And and I I told some other buddies and they were like man all of our heroes are dying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Sad. Yeah. Our condolences to the Godfreys. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's been a been a good week. Been a good week. Hopefully this week is even better. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah. Awkward silence. <laughs> My brain is fried. Yeah, this is late. The, it's late. It's late, and you know, the two heavy topics back to back. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to dissect a movie that is literally about everything. About everything, and my brain is still trying to wrap its head around it. And again, we're probably gonna have to watch it another two, three times. Mm-hmm. And even then, still be like, yeah, we can keep watching this over and over and still get something new out of it. Yeah, this will be that movie that I feel like I feel like people are starting to know about it more through word of mouth. But I still feel like there will still be a lot of people who have not seen this movie by the time it leaves theaters. And so it'll be like that movie we pull out where we're like, have you ever seen this movie? Yeah. And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. I, I it's got like the makings of a cult classic where, you know, it becomes famous after. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be. I, it needs to be seen in a theater. But it was a small theater when we went. Like, it wasn't like yeah. they had it like in a big old theater either. Yeah. But it, it, it's like people watch a, the mar- like a, a superhero movies because of that wow factor, right? Like, mm-hmm. I will pay the money to see special effects. This movie has that. This movie has so special effects. Special. I wonder if it's... It's got action. A lot of action. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's hilarious. It's, it's got everything. Yeah. We'll see how. I'm really curious how it does. You know, in awards. I'm like it better get. Well, I don't know what else is gonna happen for the rest of the year. But if the Academy yeah, Awards it's, it's were today, early. it's hard when movies come out this like early. Yeah. I feel like they get forgotten about. I I hope it doesn't. I hope we're not. Watching someone else getting slapped and forgetting that this didn't get nominated, you know what I mean? We should just, you know, get it to trend on Twitter. Closer we'll to award season. We'll see what happens. Okay, everybody. Yeah. 
How do we end again? You introduce yourself. <laughs> introduce. Oh, this is G. This is Alexis. This is Daniel. And you've listened to The Nerd Dimension.